Hello, world. This is You Got Got, our, our midweek update. I got a couple special guests. Uh, I got the Blair Witch Project, and I got David Irons, who was a previous star on our show when he talked about predator science. And now we're sort of shifting gears, as Stafford talked about in our recap, to talk more about battle science. So I got Blair, and I got David. And before we jump into it, could you guys just maybe talk for a little bit about sort of why you're experts on uh medieval battle tactics and strategy sure great yeah my expertise mainly comes from watching hours of the history channel while stoned uh now have you have you been in a battle or a combat situation not at all i have considered larping but never actually took that step (laughs) but but there's zero military experience (laughs) you've never never really fought or put it on the line oh of course not got it blair so so what what, where do you come from and, and as far as your battle expertise? I took AP Medieval History. AP Middle History? in Medieval. Medieval in high school or college? High school. High school, okay. I didn't didn't even know that. So like I said, that's what we do here on You Got Got. We're we're bringing the experts in to uh, sort of tell you this. So let's let's talk about the Battle of Winterfell. And I think think the first question I'd like to put out to you before we get into like who messed up what or whatever is like, where do you rank that as far as like film battles on screen go because i've heard a lot of people where, where, where do you see oh, that on screen battles i thought the way it was shot and uh and the way it was presented um it's it's gotta be top three behind what i'm saying top three i'm not necessarily gonna say it's behind anything but i would i would put it in the category this, this of, is all battles we're talking like I gotcha. space battles I gotcha. like ground wars I, gotcha. I mean saving private ryan saving battles. private ryan that's a pretty that's a pretty impressive battle scene and then of course there's braveheart yeah, the all time. Yeah, the all time. Last Mohicans. Um, Last I don't know if you've Mohicans. seen that. It's good. Last Mohicans mm-hmm. is good. The scene where they. And I know you're a big fan of A Knight's Tale. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> he, Not the Canterbury <laughs> Tale. Starring Heath Ledger. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> yes, I yeah. love that. Uh, we, we've often talked on this pod too about how like the only thing that was really missing from Kevin Costner's draft day was that epic battle scene. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the draft is like a battle. I, I kind of wanted mm-hmm. a speech, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really so let's yeah. talk about that. So, like, yeah. I think what in your mind is, is experts in in battle, specifically on-screen battle, is, like, what what makes it well, great? Well, first of all, I just want to... I, I do have to say that I, I want to point out there that um, Jon Snow lost the Battle of the Bastards. Clearly. It was the Battle of the Bastards. Well, and it, well we went through winners and losers. He, his name was written I know. He was a loser. Losers. I just want to make sure that when we talk about this battle and the outcome, I'm coming at it from the standpoint that Jon Snow lost. That cavalry ride at the end is what saved his butt, and he really lost it. But I will say that one of the first place, first ways he went wrong is there wasn't that epic speech. I mean, exactly. You, you, we can all remember William Wallace, uh, kind of like hyping up the troops before, well, about, the, or uh, even like the president in Independence Day. Oh my gosh! Let me drop Completely. some. Let me drop some literary history on here. Let's hear it. So, the showrunners have said that part of the the battles that they were looking at that they used as inspiration for this, one of them was the Battle of Angicourt, which I'm probably pronouncing horribly. It's in France. It was between the English and the French, where the English were greatly outnumbered, and they ended up kicking the French's butts. I remember this battle. You remember the battle? From eight, from high school. Yep. But, interestingly enough, Shakespeare used this as inspiration for his Henry V play. And there's a very famous speech that Henry V gives. It's where we get the term Band of Brothers from. It's the Band of Brothers speech. And it is almost a 
a word-for-word template of Braveheart's speech. It became the template for that emotional speech that generals give. Now, if only somebody would have given that to Daenerys before any of her <laughs> motivational speeches, because she she's not she's not getting there. But no, that's fantastic. Like uh, you know, so it's lip- interesting that this was that the same battle that was the inspiration, supposedly the inspiration for this, was also the inspiration for what started the whole trope of generals giving an emotional talk to the troops beforehand, and it's completely missing. Unfortunate. And it's completely missing from this. Jon Snow just is moody and rides out. Remember that Civil War movie with all the black guys? That yeah. was a really great on-screen battle. Yeah. It's the I one with Matthew Broderick. Saw that. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. What is that movie? Oh, that's good. Shoot. And doesn't it have um, Denzel Washington? In yeah. It? it has the father of that guy in Ballers. <laughs> Not Dwayne Rock Johnson, the other one. But anyway, so, you know, full circle. But, like, yeah, I'm just, like, going through my list of, like, yeah, there's so many great battles out there. And and you're right. They all have glory. that glory. Glory. Yes. yes, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Glory. Great, great movie. You should check that out. Not as good as Draft Day. But, you know, there's there's all these, like, even we, we get into Armageddon and we have, like, we, we always have this mm-hmm. big motivational speech. And, and that really was, I wonder if that was an intentional or, or whatever else. But yeah, that, that's the first thing that Jon Snow did wrong. Yeah. He did not get on his horse, and he let Ramsay make the first move before he could really hype up his troops. There was no face paint. There was no style points. There was, no, there was nothing going on from there. And in true Stark fashion, he acted with his heart and not his head, and he was not a good leader there. No. And it's actually interesting because there are two battles that the showrunners say were the inspiration for this. So it was the Battle of Agincourt, and then the Battle of Cannae, or Cannae, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's an ancient Roman city, mm-hmm. in which Hannibal did the double envelopment thing to basically destroy the entire Roman army. So talk about it. So that's where they, that was the first, what, what is that move called? It's called double envelopment, is what they call it. Also a pincer movement. The pincer movement. He brings it up. He brings it he up. He even at, brings it up. as like. So we, you, you being battle experts, when you were watching that, and he said the pincer movement, you yeah. knew exactly what he was I talking about. I knew what about. he was talking about, but here's the thing that's interesting about Explain it. the pincer movement. So back in medieval battles, before you had trenches and guns and planes going overhead, it was basically lines of troops marching into each other. However, if you... Like in glory. Yeah. <laughs> However, if you could get your troops on the edge to spread out and surround their troops in the middle, you basically cut them off because the people in the middle of their lines aren't able to fight and they can't get out. There's no escape and you can just mow them down. Do it. A lot of the anglers see you do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the interesting thing is, is that in both the Battle of Angicor and the Battle of Kanae, the guys who win are the ones who have less people, that they're able to use their heads and not the hearts. And in both cases, they were able to overcome vastly superior odds by being smarter and more disciplined than the, uh, so, than the other So side. this was different because instead of coming over, like, they, they didn't have the numbers and they, they clearly didn't have the brains yeah. and they didn't have the right move and they didn't have spears twice as long as a man. Exactly. Like, like Braveheart. Like Braveheart. Or, you know, anything, really. Yeah. And all they had was a giant and... and, and and obviously Littlefinger, but, right. uh, no, I mean, I think... But if you actually, like, um, I mean, on the other side, part of the thing that I that I thought was a little bit unrealistic was um, um, Michael Bolton. 
What? Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> Michael, what? <laughs> yeah, where, where was Michael Bolton? I don't know where Michael Bolton cousin, was. His right? long-lost yeah. cousin. No, Ramsey, when Ramsey Bolton... Um, God, that Saturday Night Live skit with Michael Bolton. <laughs> the Pirates. <laughs> yes, the Pirates song. So great. That's what Michael Bolton was at. But we're yeah. talking about Ramsey. Ramsey so Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. So when he's sending, it seems like his plan was to create, he, he planned all along to create a giant wall of horses and men with which to form the wall that he could then use to surround the other troops. And not only is that incredibly wasteful for the side that had twice as many men as uh, as um, as Stark, but also seemed to be slightly unrealistic from the standpoint of, if you look at medieval times, horses were really expensive. They were really expensive. They were basically like the Rolls Royces and... and uh, and, and Lamborghinis at the time. And so you need a lot of money in order to have a horse and to afford the armor to be a knight. So all those guys on horseback had lots of money, which probably meant they were minor nobility of some sort, the nieces and nephews and cousins of uh, the people who were supporting uh, Bolton. So it seems like an unrealistic plan that he would be like, yeah, I'm going to just send all your nieces and nephews and your most expensive property into the middle of the field and then kill them to form a wall. Um, it seems unrealistic that Bolton's men would have gone for that, particularly considering he didn't have a very strong hold on them in the first place. He does have dogs. <laughs> he does have dogs. Yeah. I don't know. Thoughts? Um, you know, I'm thinking maybe Bolton's problem was the way he trained for battle and prepped for it. So, for example, do you think um, Tormund, when he would prep for battle, he said he drank goat's milk? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like HGH of, mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah, do you think he also maybe got a little stoned before battle just to really kind of get his head in the game? I don't know. He clearly was hungry because he mm-hmm. tried to eat that guy's sort of yeah. uh, uh, esophagus. Right. Uh, yeah. right. <laughs> well, all the wildlings mm-hmm. are, are bombed. I did, think, I did think it was interesting how Tormund did say that, you know, when they're talking about odds, that, that none of these people have, had fought against trained men and, and they hadn't really tried to fight against wildlings. And, and, and didn't I was kind of expecting a little more to come yeah. out of that. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of, you know, sort of, that reminds me of, like, when back uh, the Red Viper, who just sort of fought differently with his, like, spear thing that, right. that no one really knew, like, what is this? It's like the it's like the double lightsaber that Darth Maul had. It just sort of threw people for a loop <laughs> because weapon. you're only just trained yeah. to sort of defend yourself with one. But, um, no, I, I think their, their pregame rituals varied from just, you know, drinking goat's milk to, you know, Davos seemingly wandering around in solitude, which doesn't seem, it doesn't seem very hyped. I mean, I, I don't know really what the proper move is. Uh, I kind of like, they just tie everything back to Braveheart because I think they just nailed it from, like, yeah. their pregame rituals. Mooning people. Yeah, and then mooning people. And then the other part is, like, even the trash talk at midfield was, was a little bit underwhelming, right? Yeah. Every, you know? All of all of the tropes that we expect from a battle scene were, were underwhelming, which maybe. It's almost like they weren't trying to imitate every other movie ever that's Which been is done. Game of Thrones, which is they're trying to throw you for a loop, which is surprising that it ends with the Helm's Deep uh, Cav- Gandalf and the cavalry riding in. <laughs> I know, Gandalf. I know, it was like all the way down to the white horse. All we needed was a wizard hat. And we, a wizard hat and we were good to go. Everyone like, was brighter. Like. Yeah, that was, the, that was the least surprising thing maybe of all time. But yeah, Especially I was, considering they had foregone everything else up until that point in time, and you're like... Well, no, the cavalry's not going to ride in at the end because they didn't have the speech and they didn't do any of the interesting pregame stuff that we're used to. So cavalry riding in at the end is out. I was like, where are the trenches? Where's, like, the oil in the field? I don't know. I mean, I also thought it was interesting that Ramsey even took the time to 
kill people and then hang them on those burning X's. Like yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's a lot of prep work. Yeah, I mean that yeah. that that's some stop points. But yeah. then yet, and he, somehow he knew that. Uh, What's his name? Stark wasn't gonna bob and weave as he ran down the field. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there, there's a turn that that I was that I was saying in my head repeatedly as little Rickon Stark was running, and and gamers out there will know this is like it's called the Tecmo weave uh, from the original version of Tecmo Bowl. When you get Bo Jackson and you break out into the open field, you just got to start weaving, yeah, so and it makes it a you. little bit harder. But he just he just sort of. After the first arrow, you maybe want to divert your horse a little bit. And, then and maybe use some of the flayed Burning Men as, like, obstacles. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe just stop stop for a second, <laughs> change your gallop. I don't know. A lot of things should have went out. The other part that I thought was, was, a, was, a, was a real poor move on Ramsey's part uh, was he sent all of his people away. Like, if, remember that scene where he's when, when Jon Snow and the giant run after him? Oh, it's yes, just yes. Ramsey there. Like, he couldn't have left, like, one guy. <laughs> yeah, a backup you know, cavalry. You know, because, like, he already admitted he wasn't really that good of a fighter uh, himself. But either way, like, I think I think it's good. I think the whole scene was good and well shot. I think we talked about it last time on our very long podcast that we're not sure if anyone ever made it to the end. Uh, but, you know, so, so we'll go around the table because, like I said, we're trying to – recommit to keeping them short but uh so let's give our, our final thoughts on the battle and then we'll talk a little about predictions of the week so you know our from our battle experts our science expert david irons our i don't know you were good at school you were a student yeah, of sorts I studied. you studied mm-hmm. you're our, our academic expert if mm-hmm. you will so um yeah so uh final thoughts on the battle and going into next week i'll let you go yeah, I think before we move into final thoughts, I'd love to play a quick game with you. With me? Yes. Okay. It's called Bong of Ice and Fire. Bong of Ice and Fire. Yes. Okay. And we did, you know, David. Beer bong or uh, uh, herb bong? Herb bong. Herb bong, bong. Mm-hmm. okay. And we Got would it. like to discuss with you our top stoners of, of Westeros and all of the kingdoms. So, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to go there. A little so, wild card, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little wild card. So who's, who's, who would, is it like who you would like to get ripped with? Or no, I mean, who's probably just do, token did, doing it, token it up. Yeah, token it up. I mean, for me, Bran comes to mind because of medicinal purposes. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bran, Bran's, Bran's a medicinal stoner, and he's got the hair mm-hmm. and sort of that, like, yeah. 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 Bran seems like a functioning stoner to me. Bran? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, he seems more like... Speed me up versus slow me down. That's just my take. That is true. You know, he, what about, what about Littlefinger? What do you think he's he's on? Littlefinger, um, you know, I think he's too calculating and too, you know, he, he, you know, for someone that's always two to three to five steps ahead of everyone else, he's I think, it, I think it's kind of hard to do that in a, in a in a in a haze. Mm-hmm. I think all of the wildlings are on mushrooms, mm-hmm. booming it up. At all times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're probably eating some sort of moss that that, <laughs> that gets them tripping. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, clearly, the one that needs to do it the most would be would be Grey Worm. Mm-hmm. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy seems way too on edge. Like, yeah. like you know, the way that you know. They're they're laughing and telling jokes, and then the way he just sort of sprints out of the room, like you know, I, I think he's he needs to just like maybe dial it back a peg or two. Yeah, yeah, um, I do think Tormund once again wildlings. Yeah, Tormund just mm-hmm. does whatever he wants. Yeah, clearly he's mm-hmm. not he's not really looking past lunchtime at any point in his life. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense as well. Yeah, I was trying to think of women, but I couldn't really think of any that were down to sesh. I would like to say so. No. 
think. Running through it. No, it's we haven't seen much like just uh, drug usage Mm -hmm. outside of. Uh, you know, a little bit of goat's milk and milk yeah. of the poppy, and yeah. you know, so it's, it's much more in the pill popping realm than. Yeah, and, and obviously, more. clearly, everyone's a, a, a bit of a drunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, that was true to get to history. That was true for most of our life because water. Water was. Water's dirty, so for the most part, most people through history were slightly bombed because fermenting stuff was the only way that you could clean water. Makes perfect sense, so, and you're the science expert. Yeah, so, so I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with that. So keep in mind when you read the history books, most everybody's bombed pretty much all the time. Well, yeah, I just thank them. <laughs> then, so. But I uh, getting back to the to the to the battles. The battles. Yeah, my uh, my I would sign off with saying that uh, given that the showrunner said these uh, uh, the battles were inspirations for this, I would have liked to have seen. A bit more calculation and a bit more um, um, strategy done on the winning side, because. Uh, what can you do other than yell and run full speed at the other people well, and fight well, look with what honor? They, look what the English did, and when they were facing three times as many Frenchmen at the Battle of Angicourt, they set up defensive perimeters. They were disciplined in their troops. They made all their knights get off of the horses so they weren't like nervous and 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 prone to sprint ahead. And what ended up happening was the French noblemen on horseback all got carried away, ran into the middle of the field, and were mowed down with the English arrows. Yeah. And the same with uh, with Hannibal. John, Hannibal John, and John Rome. Snow's no George Washington. Let's be honest; like he, he could not do no. that, those sort of things. Like and he, Hannibal facing he, he's Rome. He's a he's a Paul Revere at best, where he just sort he of is over. A Paul Revere. He, he just overreacts <laughs> to whatever's sort of happening <laughs> he, around. Right. I mean, he just like. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I won't bore you with the details here, but look up Hannibal when he fought uh, the Romans, because he he was from uh, northern Africa and he went around uh, the Mediterranean, up through Spain, up through France, over the Alps into Italy, and along the way, he gathered a ragtag group of troops, including barbarians north of the Alps. giants. Elephants. He came with elephants, which is the form, which is basically giants. Uh-huh. So he showed up with. With a ragtag group of troops full of barbarians and nobody spoke the same language and elephants, and through planning, and oh yeah, there was fifty thousand of him and the Romans met him with eighty six thousand troops, and by using planning, putting his weakest people in the middle and using the cockiness of the Romans against him, he managed to surround the entire Roman army, the way, the way um, Bolton did, and then literally destroyed eighty six thousand. Roman troops with his 50,000 troops. Well, now we don't even need to look that up. (laughs) It's also very similar to the plot of Disney's Mighty Ducks, actually. Yes. Sort of ragtag. Yeah, a ragtag group of of people that got together. And also uh, Texas State in the Unnecessary Roughness movie with Scott Beluca uh, at the helm, also sort of. Getting it on the side with one of the professors, yeah. also a good movie. <laughs> but uh, that's good. So let's let's yeah, get I'll, let's I'll get into it. it so we'll so we'll wrap it up. Uh, going into next week, uh, predictions real quick from you. Um, one that's been on everyone's mind: Sansa's pregnant, and it kills me. Yep. 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 And I really hope she doesn't marry Littlefinger, but I think that's the case. 
I'm okay with that. I'm looking forward to a Bolton baby. If you can't get a woman, you go after a daughter. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Bro, bro code. Uh, all right. David? Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to the Bolton baby. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really Devil have, spawn. Any, have any predictions. All right. I'm so going to be enjoying Michael it. Bolton will make uh, it. That's Michael it. So, make it so, so hopefully uh, we'll get another pod from, from Staffy and the crew in, in, in Vegas this week. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for, for next Monday when we'll be dropping sort of our final recap of the season. So thank you to Blair and David, our academic and science experts and, and, and battle experts, of course. Uh, Stoner experts. Sto- apparently, yes. And, and we, <laughs> weed and battle go, go hand in hand, or at least watching one while doing the other, or vice versa. I, I'm not quite sure. But anyway, uh, happy Wednesday to everyone, and uh, we're out. Well...